we will not survive. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of Fan Critical. Buongiorno. As you can hear, me and Gareth are in Italy. No, that is a lie. We are in an Italian bar um, and we have a very special edition of the podcast because myself and Gareth have been invited to the season finale yep. um, of Obi-Wan at a special Star Wars event. We, um, we haven't been invited, have we? Competition then, you, winners. You, well, don't, don't lump me in. This, yeah, you're a competition. I'm a competition winner. winner. You entered a competition that I was did. clearly designed for, for 12 year olds <laughs> and you won. So, well done. And uh, we'll put the drawing that you did up on ah, Patreon. Patreon, thanks. Yeah. Uh, patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Um, so basically, before we go to the event, uh, we're going to do uh, a bit of a weird podcast today. We're going to do have to, a discussion in the bar, which is what we're having now with this lovely music. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit rough and ready. We have some pizzas on the way. We're going to talk from the cinema, pre and post. Not uh, during, never during. Never during, pre and post uh, the finale. And then we are also going to um, have John uh, back in the studio to get his thoughts back in the UK on the finale as well. All in all, action-packed episode for you, just like we hope uh, Kenobi is, the finale of Kenobi. Gareth, um, as a... The least passionate Star Wars person out of the three of us, yeah. me, John, and yourself, but still very much enjoy uh, Star Wars content. Are you excited about this little escapade that me and you are about to embark on? No, not really. Oh, good. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's I. So to be honest, I didn't have any immediate plans to watch this series um, until you text me and you were like. Look at this drawing, what I've done. Um, it's well good in that. It won a competition. Yeah. And you said that we could go and watch the last couple of episodes at, at the IMAX. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, all right, why not? So um, I spent the last couple of days catching up and, yep. and watching it, and I've enjoyed it. It's, it's been good fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching two more episodes of it, because... Uh, cause, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You're right. I, like, I'm not, I'm not sort of diehard Star Wars, but... Um, when the mood strikes oh when the mood strikes it, it, this is the thing about Disney's Star Wars Gareth I think it's been such a mixed bag I think Mandalorian's been absolutely amazing mm. um, yeah I love that and, and I really think that's um, helped with the whole brand thing because I think after the sequel trilogy there's a lot of vociferous fandom yeah. um, that was speaking out against it and I will say that the TV stuff and I've said this with John it just suits the TV format better, like episodic. Why is that? I don't know. Because I don't, don't know, think, but don't it just works like, for me. There's something sort of old school family trip to the cinema about it. Yeah, so it should work in that way. But it should. But I think we're tired of the cinema experience with Star Wars. I know we're about to see Kenobi in a cinema yeah. experience, which is funny. But I mean, like episodically, you get so much more depth from you and McGregor in this season 
I've, I've loved his performance. It's the darkest take on a Star Wars character that I've seen, like in terms of the weight that he's carrying, the burden that he's carrying. Yeah. It kind of feels weird to see it in Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, you've got like light side, dark side, and you've got conflict, but you've got Obi-Wan who is just wrestling with his past and his relationship with Anakin. It's like a love story. It's like a yeah. sort of a... I hope that's a, how it ends. tragic... Yeah, really? John would like that. Obi-Wan and... It's a Darth Shakespearean Vader, type like, relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very tragic. Um, it's obviously um, just that, that guilt... That guilt that's weighing him down, yeah. um, causing him to have his beard. Yeah, he looks good. I tell you what, he yeah, looks, he looks really good. Yeah, he does. He looks too good because um, he's a lot. He's a lot younger than Obi Wan Kenobi. In this is the weird thing about the timeline, Gareth. Alec yeah. Guinness is actually nine years after this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, okay, that's, so it's a bit weird. That's not. Yeah. Whereas in reality, he's about 30 years older than Ewan McGregor is today. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's kind of weird. But I think he looks great. I think he sounds great. He sounds like Kenobi. He sounds like Alec Guinness. He did a lot of work getting the accent back. There's been a lot of coverage about that. Um, and it's been fantastic to see him reprise the role. And you know what's funny? I've been doing a Star Wars binge uh, recently um, because I'm showing my partner Mel all of Star Wars. And we're on episode oh, two. She's loving it. She actually is, but she's a bit bored. But episode two at the moment we're on the prequels so we started with four five six and we've gone one two three then we're going to do kenobi then rogue one then the sequel trilogy and then mandalorian after that so we're in a bit of a binge and i will tell you something right now just a quick question what about did you ever consider doing it all in in chronological order no 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 no. like i I know i know with the with the films that's the way like you're doing it the right way but i just wonder on the um the possibilities that would open up with doing it doing it all chronologically oh, I know. We, we thought about it but I said no I want you to have context of Vader and then where he comes from yeah. and then go into the sequel trilogy Yeah. and you know watching it again I will say the, pre- the prequels I'm, I, I'm starting to like them more and more over time you're creating a lot of enemies with this sort of chat mate no no you said it, I, you I, said it before I tell you now the prequels are having a renaissance at the moment and do you know why because one of the best things in the prequels is the dynamic between Obi-Wan and Anakin and McGregor's Obi-Wan and that's why Kenobi people are looking back at the prequels with fondness Yes, Jar Jar Binks is trash. Yes, Attack of the Clones is a pretty trash film. But there are moments in there, especially in Revenge of the Sith, with the Anakin and Obi-Wan stuff, which is fantastic. Yes, the dialogue can be shit at times. But we have to remember, those films were made for children. I remember going to see Phantom Menace, and the power cut happened halfway through the film, and we had to go see it another day. And I remember being very young when I went to see that, and I was like, oh, I was really into it. And then when you got to see it the other day, you were really old yeah and I was really old and you know it's just funny like I think this series Kenobi which has had its ups and downs but I would say you've not seen episode 5 yet this screening is episode 5 and 6 um, I've seen up past episode, I've seen up, up to episode 5 I think there's some fantastic stuff in there yes there's some things which are very Star Warsy. and this is the thing that I want to address it's like people always have a go like oh this is a silly plot hole it's like fuck off man it's Star Wars no, it's a, it's just a, let it go. Just let it, let go, it go, man. Like, there, there's some stuff where I sit there and I hear criticisms online and in fucking Reddit threads, and I'm just like, 
guys, man, it, it, people are moving stuff around with the force and shit. Like, just, just let it go. Yeah. Can we not just enjoy the but show? It depends what your expectations are, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. For me, <clears throat> like anything that I watch, anything Star Wars that I watch now. I'm not going in thinking this is going to be a five blueberry blow my mind piece yeah. of media. Yeah. Although I will say, um, Mandalorian was close to that. To be fair. Oh my god! I tell you but, what. But we and John reviewed Mandalorian yeah. season two, and the finale of Mandalorian season two. Guess what? We gave it a five because yeah. it was unbelievable. Uh, I think well, that's reasonable. Spoiler: Luke, as you know, yeah. uh, unbelievable. But, um, but I think if you approach Star Wars now as like some relatively family fun friendly Correct. fun like yeah. with great moments it's it's absolutely great for that and I can't wait to show my little boy Star Wars yeah I can't wait like and I was fun. sitting there the other day it was on in the background and he was just chilling yeah and I was like oh give it a couple of years we are going you know it's some heavy stuff in there there is some heavy stuff in Star Wars patricide fucking like you know light in the dark some of the dark side stuff is brutal you know if you read some of the extended canon stuff ooh, it's crazy um, you know it, it is heavy for children but you're right there, I tear up watching the show like shows you know what I mean when there's certain moments that happen like when Luke turned up at the end of Mandalorian season 2 yeah. me and John were probably I think we even said I think I, was, I had a tear in my eye I couldn't believe it like you've seen prime Luke Skywalker something that we've not seen before you know at the end of Rogue One we see prime Vader and that's what I love about this show at the moment, Kenobi, Disney have handled Vader's brutality brilliantly. He is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And you don't get that in the originals because he was, you know, played by an old guy and, you know, you got all this shit going on. The end of Rogue One, where he's just in the hallway ripping through people, that's pretty cool. Gaz, you've not seen it yet. There's a moment in episode five where you watch it and you go, fuck me. He is so strong in the Force and it's crazy. And in the finale, you know, you're seeing a prime Vader at the height of his dark side powers against a resurgent Obi-Wan, but still a Obi-Wan who is slightly disconnected from the Force. Yeah. So I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, but, you yeah. know... I, I mean, yeah. look, I, as, as of this point, I've seen um, first four episodes of Obi-Wan and, you know, there was the, there was the, the, the fight scene I loved it in the um, darkness with the blue and the red I thought I thought cinematography wise beautiful yeah um, the I mean I think it's I think it's I think it's good as a setup oh um, yeah if that was the if that was the the big fight the showdown oh my god very Obi-Wan is fucking useless oh my god he just ran why stop Va- running mate I think Vader in that like people are like oh why didn't Vader just do that I think he's toying with him I think oh, yeah. he's like he wants him to be a bit more powerful in the force before he takes him on because he not that he pities him because he's raging at Obi-Wan he blames Obi-Wan for everything um, and the Vader comics really go through this but right. um, he's fucking furious like his level of anger and power in the dark side at this point is the highest it will ever be Yeah. so he I think he's toying with him like he literally that moment where he burns him I was like oh shit I did not know about this. This is this is canon now. Well, is this it? is the thing. I was I was like, I was just trying to remember. Oh, pizza's here. Thank you so much. All right, guys, pizza's here. We'll see you in the foyer.
All right, yeah, sorry, we got interrupted by uh, the pizza being brought to us, but we are now in the foyer for uh, the special screening of Obi-Wan. Lots, yeah. of, lots of costumes, isn't there, Gareth? Too many costumes. Yeah. Um, and But plus side, we did get to see the real the real Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so true. Um, it is actually, I'm actually very surprised. It's proper well kitted out. We're talking giant lightsabers, fantastic costumes. I'm sitting there thinking, I need to buy myself one of these costumes for cosplaying later this year or something, you know what I mean? Yep. Or bedroom play. Uh, either. Gareth, no, partial that, to a stormtrooper. That's the thing. You get a costume, you've got to be getting your money's worth, in my opinion. Because one time a year, two times a year, nah. Whack it out in the bedroom as well. Oh, whack it out. As I said, Mel is getting into Star Wars now, so it makes perfect sense. She just likes anything that covers your face, so the Stormtrooper helmet's perfect. <laughs> True that, that's good that. Uh, also a lot of lightsabers around, Gareth. Oh, is that another... Euphemism, yeah. so... Another euphemism. Um, no, but we are generally... I have to say, are you impressed with this sort of situation here? There are so many fucking Star Wars nerds, yes. Gareth isn't one, I sort of am one, so I'm sort of like, I am with these people, but Gareth is like, I think he's actually scared. Like in the queue, he was like, "Don't, don't, don't let them come and talk to me. Don't let, don't let, don't let Luke Skywalker come talk to me." Yeah, so I was terrified of fat, fifty-eight-year-old <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Coming Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker, drinking milk from the teats of that weird alien. Um, no, but it is, it is honestly, it's pretty cool being here. It's actually quite a nice privilege to, uh, to be at one of these events, and um, they're screening episode five and six on an IMAX screen. Um, so all I can say is. I'm bloody excited, Gareth. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys when we get out of the film uh, on the car journey back, and then uh, me and John will be in the studio later to discuss uh, some spoiler things. But for now, may the force be with us all, and um, let's go. Let's go enjoy the finale of Obi Wan. And lightsaber up. That's another <laughs> awful saying. Awful. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Don't try it. Hello there, and uh, welcome back to this um, mishmash of a podcast. We are now currently on the road. Uh, on the road again. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Len's driving this time, so we're all fearing for our lives, aren't we, Len? I am not a very good driver, it has to be said. However, I've improved since moving to Australia because you have to drive everywhere. But it used to be terrible. It took me five attempts at my driving test to pass. So make of that what you will. Yeah. I used to tell people four, I remember. That was a lie. Terrible lie. Um, speaking of lies... Len's been telling bizarre lies today. He's been telling people that he's here on holiday for no reason. Um, he's been telling people that <laughs> his his name just got drawn from a hat for this Star Wars thing. Yeah, we... But, you know, he lives here and he entered this competition wholeheartedly. Because he's a little Star Wars fanboy, which is fine. You've got to be proud of these things. And I'll tell you what, we're gonna be we're gonna talk about our thoughts of the last on the last sort of episode or two maybe of Obi-Wan Kenobi and I can see why people would be fanboys after that it was good fun I was very impressed at the 
uh, level of commitment from Disney hosting the event today. Uh, I'm talking some, like we said, there was crazy costumes, serious cosplaying uh, costumes going on from Disney. And also, we got shit tons of free merch. So, we got a special edition poster. We got um, special 50th edition uh, mint condition toys. We've got Kenobi and Leia. Um, we oh, also, you got Kenobi and I got Leia. And I'm taking Leia and uh, Kenobi. And um, we also got like Sonos vouchers. Uh, we got uh, free booze, free food. Um, it was pretty awesome, really. I thought it would just be, hey, come see it at the IMAX. But we actually got a fully fledged experience, special message from Ian McGregor, all that sort of jazz. So. Um, it was an awesome experience and to see Vader and Obi-Wan finally face off again after all those years on Mustafar um, it was awesome to see it on an IMAX screen because there is no experience like the IMAX experience so it was very good yeah. I, I always struggle in those situations because um, I don't know like it's easier for you because your eyesight is is dulled and um, you don't see things very well. It's so bright. I had to keep closing my eyes. See, I think it's dark, but obviously the light... I think that the contrast there with the lightsabers is pretty... That's what got you. The epileptic sort of nature of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But it's just huge. Like, you, the screen's just massive. It takes up your whole vision. I always think the screen looks kind of blurry sometimes because it's so fucking blown up. Yeah. But overall like sound and to see it like compared to watching it at home it was unbelievable and obviously surrounded by fucking dripping wet nerds for Star Wars like they were fucking hollering and doing the whole American thing which I know a lot of our listeners are American so respect to you and I love that about the theatre experience in America and we got a bit of that today um, with the with the um, fanboys and girls and it, you know there was very a very eclectic mix is what I will say there was there Gareth yeah, lots of lots of cheering, um, lots of whooping. Um, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was it was good to see people enjoying themselves. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, I did resist the urge to sort of clap along with everyone, but I clapped a few times. But you clapped a few yeah. times. That's good. That's yeah. good. And that's you know, um, people loved it. And and I mean, you mentioned it, but that. Um, that Darth Vader Kenobi fight yeah that was pretty special actually um I have to admit when Obi-Wan Kenobi sort of raised all the rocks and stuff behind him that was fucking cool turned the place to rubble didn't he turned it to rubble tore tore the place asunder (laughs) um and then for Vader's mask to be cut off cut in half and yeah um, his voice to be kind of you know a bit Anakin a bit Darth Vader that was very very cool very well done yeah very um, well done I I enjoyed it yeah I think the whole show has been building towards this this, this conflict which we've all been wanting watch the road watch the road which we've all been wanting to see and uh, it didn't disappoint. The one criticism the show has had up to this point, and I'll get into this with John when I get back into the studio, but is the staging of action has been a bit pedestrian, is what people have said. Um, especially episode three, where they faced off for the first time um, 
on that planet uh, amongst all like, the mining equipment. It looked cool, like color-wise and cinematography-wise, but the staging wasn't great. Um, yeah, I think the last two episodes have been fantastic. I think you know the Vader scene at the end of episode five is top-notch, like proper proper Vader at the height of his powers and then you've also got the the showdown in this was 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 captivating mesmerizing and like you said Gareth the end of it was um with the mask half on and half off I thought was fucking brilliant like such a cool image yeah like completely illuminated by the red and the blue of the lightsabers I loved it I loved every moment of it I'll get into the uh sort of canon aspects with John when I get back in the studio and get his take on it too but for me it's a five bloob at the moment but I'll see how it is when I get back home and um, not the whole series as a whole but that episode's a five bloob um, the episode the season as a whole I'll do with John when we get back but yeah other than that let's get back and let's uh, let's put our feet up and record the rest of this podcast alright well I'll send it over to you guys in the studio see you in the studio you were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this and not join them! Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness! studio as you can hear lovely clean audio no background noise at all and i'm joined by our resident star wars expert john mccann hello john how are you doing yeah good don't call me the resident star wars expert (laughs) makes me Mm -hmm. makes me sound like a loser to be honest i'm not having a go at star wars fans but you know let's just say i like watching star wars and have watched most of it definitely not an expert Mm. You would not have looked out of place <laughs> last night amongst all of the uh, characters yeah. that we saw, John. Good. Good. I messaged you at this event because the costuming by Disney and also by the competition winners and media goers was fantastic. There were literally, Gaz got, Gaz was, I can say this now because he's not here, he was genuinely rattled. <laughs> Um, and bemused because at one point in the queue a little jawa came up to us and the costume was fantastic it was it actually looked like a jawa right and it walked up to us and goes oh diddy and gaz was like what the fuck is that i was like it's a jawa mate just fucking chill out bro Um, does he not know what a fucking jawa is he's you know what it kind of annoyed me because i looked around at him at one point we're in the cinema we've just been given limited edition obi-wan toys right a limited edition poster um we've just had a talk from like disney senior execs and stuff everyone's fired up i look at gaz and he's just laughing (laughs) i was just like come on mate get into this get into it all right yeah yeah um but yeah it was a very special experience actually and uh watching the episodes on the imax screen was awesome 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 no that's good that's Um, good I want to know 
what your take is on Obi-Wan as a season and as a finale. Can you please blueberry the finale first yeah. and then blueberry the season? And just let me know what you think about it, please, because I am dying to know. Mm. We've we've held a lot of... Um, I know a few things, but I've, we've, we've held a few of your opinions on the ch- on the WhatsApp chat. So let's go. Talk to me. Talk to me, boy. All right. Um, so good finale. I'll, I'll give it that. It it ends Ooh. on ends on a high. I I, I would say. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they should do another season. That's my opinion. Um, mm. Even with the the ending. Um, look, the, the 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 fight scene delivered much much better than their first encounter where um, Obi Wan is clearly not he's not ready for it. He's weak. Um, and You're weak Obi Wan, yeah, old and weak and faithless. Mm. Um, Mm. But uh, and look and and the the imagery of that smashed uh, Darth Vader mask, mm. you know, half Anakin, mm. half Darth, awesome, really good, unbelievable, great sound mixing, sound editing to get <laughs> Ooh, you yeah. know, to to mix fucking Hayden Christensen's voice with James L. Jones. I mean, that is, yeah, that's tough. Mm -hmm. It's like mixing my voice with like Brad Pitt or something. You'd be like, eh, sort of sounds all right. But they did a good job there, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Sexy. So I'll I'll give the the finale a four bloob. I'll tell you why I give it a four bloob. This Reva storyline, honestly, like Mm -hmm. just a waste Mm -hmm. of time. Might as well have just had adverts. I was so uninterested in that. Yeah, I think I think cutting away from the fight to Reva is like, oh, just let us get back to the fight. But Star Wars has done this throughout its, you know, the way it's always been edited. Mm. It's like during Phantom Menace, it's like, let's cut away to the battle at the Trade Federation. Well, like, you know, Darth is fighting Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And I was just, I've just <clears> actually rewatched, I was saying earlier in the podcast, I'm doing a massive rewatch of one episode end of episode two now started on four five six doing this with my partner mel john and now we're on done one we're on two and all of them they cut away from the major battles if it's return if it's empire they do, they always cut away mind, so it's no, a, it a thing they do yeah, but i guess which is fine I, yeah. don't, I don't mind that it's just it's cutting away to something that i have no interest in yeah um i'm not having a go at the actress i'm not having a go at her um I, no interest. That character is just so nothing for me, um, and it should be good. This this is the problem that I have with a lot of the season is that, uh, well, a little bit like the Batman. You know, there's lots of things in here that I think should be good. I think conceptually, uh, I don't mind it. I quite like the fact that we've got, you know, a youngling that's kind of a double agent. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, the conflict there, the comparisons to even um, uh, a, a young Anakin Skywalker, how he's so like um, young and, and has that pent up anger 
that eventually obviously makes him go to the dark side. But I just, uh, I don't know what it is about her. She just annoys me every time she's on screen. Which is probably a bit harsh, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not watching it for this this other storyline. I really I don't care. What would you give the season then as a whole as a blueberry? I score? would give the season a three bloob. Um, mm. I so uh, okay. So I recently finished watching One Division, and that for me is kind of like oh god. No, no, no okay. Look, I you know I, I'm I'm using the example of big franchises with TV series. And I, and I watched it and I was kind of like, they're blackmailing me to watch this because I have to watch this to know what's going on in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I was going to watch tonight, but I've done this podcast instead. I've still not seen it. Um, uh, that is the sort of series where I'd be like, yeah, like free blue, like the, the concept that they go with at the start of that season. I'm kind of like, no, you know, I like it. It's different. It's different. And then it just ends up being another silly, uh, what's the point? And it's the same with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm just like, ugh, free blue, just boring, just goes nowhere. Who cares? <laughs> um, Loki is the only one that I've actually, that's probably the highest that I've scored. That's the only one where I'd be like, I agree. that's worth a watch because it is, it gives, it gives Loki more, screen time and he's deserved it from the off um and i guess if i was to turn around and and talk about this series i would probably just say uh just google the fights with obi-wan and and darth vader just do that (laughs) just youtube it um Mm. that that is enough i do that is enough it's not like like the Mandalorian is something where I'd I'd five blue bit and I'd be like, look, even if you don't like Star Wars, just give it a go because it is really good. So so that that's kind of where I I stand. I I I wouldn't. I'd watch the Mandalorian again. Um, I would not watch this again. You'd watch the finale again, surely? No, I I'd just go straight again. to the fight. I think that's straight to the that's... fight. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, I do think this season has had a huge problem with two storylines. So it's trying to tell the sort of romance, I would say, between Darth and Obi-Wan because it feels like a relationship, you know, that's breaking, that's broken down. Um, And then it's trying to tell the story of the Inquisitors, which is, is actually an interesting story. Like canonically in the animated series and also in the comics is really fascinating about how they take force-sensitive Jedi or force-sensitive individuals. They hunt them out, turn them to the dark side, but then sort of only train them a little bit. So they can never challenge the rule of two. Do you know what I mean? They're always, and as you see in episode five, completely incomparable in terms of power. And also, as you see throughout the season, I thought, uh, you know, Reva is essentially, she, she would, will struggle against, you know, even some armed forces that are against yep. her. Do you know what yep. I mean? She she hasn't got the power to... She's invincible, though. Uh, you know? ...deflect all... She's invincible. She? <laughs> well, well, I, w- <laughs> I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe she's survived because I, I think that leads to a lot of, like, what the fuck um, questions. But I, I, I do think that this season, like, 
as much as I dislike that second storyline, I'll give the season a four blueberry because I think Ewan McGregor's interpretation of Obi-Wan um, and even the small glimpse that we see of Hayden Christensen as Darth is two of the greatest acting performances in Star Wars. And I think Ewan McGregor has no place. He's so... He's just such a great actor mm. that it, it feels so alien to have such good acting in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching it like... I'm like, this is the heaviest Star Wars has ever been. Like Ewan McGregor, I think, looks so good as Obi-Wan. Mm. Like, and talks just like Alec Guinness. And fucking just... Just his melancholy throughout this season and his sort of redemption. Um, I absolutely loved it. Just the close-up, the extreme close-ups on his face, like moments when, you know, Reva finds the message and you see that the disturbance in the force, that sort of shit. I was just like, this is unbelievable acting. And, you know, <clears throat> in the finale, I'll give the finale a five blueberry, John, because I'll tell you something right now. The place in which I saw it, and we've talked about experiences <clears throat> when you see these things. Yeah. Um, the place in which I saw it, the, the auditorium was fucking hollering its head off when Obi-Wan uh, force levitates all those rocks. Mm. I was like, yeah, this is this is good. This is fucking good. Um, and when Vader's mask is uh, cut in half. Um, What's Disney's obsession with rocks? What's going on there? <laughs> Well, it's quite you know it's quite funny because obviously I was watching Empire and stuff recently, and you know Yoda's training with rocks know, all the but, time. Uh, like, but what is the obsession so, with with it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know, mate. I don't mm. know. It's just well, they were on a rocky planet, and <laughs> what are you can do. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the tears that rolled down Obi Wan's face in that exchange, and we'll talk about that exchange now. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. Mm. Right, like just. So and the dialogue, man, like you, you've alluded to it, like with the cut off mask when Christian, you see Christian sit under there, and you see his Sith eyes, and you see um, the voice and hear the voice flittering between Darth and Anakin, mm. which is just the absolute conflict that is going on, you know, within him, and ha and goes on for fucking decades. Um, it was just masterful, illuminated by. You know, the setting, which I thought was awesome, this moonlit, moonlit sort of rock planet um, with the, you know, the lightsabers just look so much better when it's dark and you, you just see the red and the blue clashing yeah. and Hayden's face was illuminated by the red and the blue simultaneously, like they kept flitting in and mm. out of what was on his face, plus the voice and that conflict that's going on, that internal conflict behind, you know, and the voice, and he says, um, he says, you didn't kill Anakin, Obi-Wan, I did. And that feeds beautifully into A New Hope when Alec Guinness says, you know, your father was killed by Darth Vader. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, and it's beautiful. It's just such a closure moment for Obi-Wan, the tears rolling down his face, and he just walks away. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, he... It's one of those moments that you dream of. And we talked about this briefly over some beers. It's like a fever dream. You can't really believe it's happening. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's kind of that thing where it, it feels like we don't need this. This is something, this is like fan fiction. 
that I've dreamt up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and I don't think that would there's a lot more nudity yeah, yeah. in my fan fiction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, naughty, what's Jabba the Hutt doing um, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know what I just said. Yeah. Could be very sexy. Mm. Um in Hutties. Um but yeah, like overall I I said this to you in message, do you think that that fight between Obi-Wan and Darth is definitively the best um, battle that we've had in Star Wars. It's tough to say because I do think Duel of the Fates is incredible. Mm. But there's a couple of stupid moments in there. Obviously, they're at the height of their powers in, in Revenge and, and they're fucking doing backflips on little robots in lava and shit. Yeah. But... This to me, because it's stripped back and is a bit more like that, you know, a bit more cinematic in a way. I think um, uh, I think the, it might be the best. Yeah, look, uh, visually, it's it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it, it cheats a little mm. bit, obviously, with the with it being in the darkness and stuff. So that really the illuminated lightsabers and stuff. So uh, I think visually, it's always going to look amazing and. Uh, look, I mean, Darth Maul fighting off two Jedi with a, a double-ended mm-hmm. lightsaber. Um, oh. Uh, and obviously he is extremely <laughs> talented um, mm-hmm. with his double-ended lightsaber. Um, mm. So mm. I uh, so I think, uh, weirdly enough, my favourite duel... Um, and it's only because of the ending and the swelling of the music is actually uh, Luke Skywalker and, and Darth Vader's last fight, where Luke just loses Revenge, it, yeah, and just destroys him. Yeah, um, it is good. Ju- yeah, just because of that kind of conflict and uh, honestly, the score for that, look, Jewel of the Fates, is like um, an epic. But for for me, that mm-hmm. will always be my favourite. Maybe because I grew up on it, I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I have. I was saying to Gaz, I've actually got uh, after rewatching the prequels, actually decent, and uh, I completely retract my sort of anger towards them. Um, there's some really good moments in there. Yeah, there's some shit stuff, but like Jar Jar and fucking some of the stuff in Attack is really Awful. shit. But yeah. Revenge and and um, Phantom have some really great moments in there, and they just need to be appreciated for kids movies which is what they are mm. um at that time um because they were bringing a whole new audience into the franchise obviously so yeah um were you surprised at how we talked about this briefly but how uh, darth was defeated because and i've talked to this uh, talked to you about this and to any listeners i've said like go read the vader comics because mm. man the ju- they pick up right after revenge the journey that he goes on to get his lightsaber, to build his base on Mustafar and some of the Jedi that he hunts down and stuff. Yeah. He is fucking unstoppable. Like, and you see it in episode five when he pulls the spaceship with the force and then rips it asunder and then absolutely destroys Reva just like she's a fucking toy. Mm. Um, He is at the height of his powers here. Yeah. Fully as much as we understand it, fully meditated within the dark side. Uh, were you surprised that Obi-Wan was able to get the better of him? No, because I I, I knew he would... 
beat him in their second mm. duel. Mm. Um, uh, I, I was surprised that they did the whole masks thing. That that, mm-hmm. that surprised me. Um, I've seen that visually before, but I mean, there's lots of things that. Yep. Um, Kylo happens with Kylo, doesn't it? Or yeah. Yeah, he gets scarred. He definitely. Oh, he didn't have his mask on at the time, but he does yeah, get yeah. sliced yeah, across the face. Yeah, he left it. He left it at home. It's like when you forget your PE <laughs> kit. Um, yeah. So yeah, he had to he had to do the jewel in his pants and vest. Um, yeah. So I unbelievable. I, I wasn't surprised that he beat him because I knew he would beat him, but um, v- visually, uh, I'd I'd imagine that scene in like a few years time when you go to like comic cons and stuff like that you'll get loads of like illustrations of uh Darth slash Anakin's kind of severed mask face visually that looked amazing oh yeah yep yep I I I was surprised at uh, the way the battle unfolded to be honest with you I, uh, I did obviously know that Darth was going to lose but mm. I thought there'd be some serious peril in there for Obi-Wan. He's just untouchable, isn't he? He's yeah. just bloody untouchable, that boy. He's, he's good. just very good. Yeah. He's probably just my favourite character in um especially now after the journey that he's been on this season. He's definitely had some of the most range, you know, that I've seen. Yeah. Um in Star Wars. I I I just I can't say how amazing it is to have Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and he's fucking enjoying it man like all the press and stuff that they've been doing like Hayden and, and uh, Ewan um, they seem to be bloody love love being back because they talk about how the prequels were critically not very well acclaimed but mm. over time how they've sort of matured um, and people's perceptions of them have changed and that has then in turn fed their gratitude to the fandom again like Hayden coming back at all is is a crazy situation um because he was done with acting after the prequels you know basically <laughs> um he was just like it fucking ruined him man like do you know what I mean and um you know Ewan McGregor's career obviously still kicked on but you know he received a lot of criticism but I've always stood by the fact I felt he's Probably the most perfectly cast individual in Star Wars, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, look, and and it's and it's fascinating to to think that, you know, that on very few occasions do you get to see someone that is cast so well that over a span of like, I mean, when was Episode One? Like ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. Twenty, yeah, twenty, uh, twenty five years almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to think that he was in that and he was he's a young Obi Wan with a ridiculous ponytail mm. and it's but yeah. he's he's at the right age for for all of it and he's kind of now he's in that sort of prime. It's mental to see. But obviously look, you'll see other films where it's like, Oh, Indiana Jones is back, he can't even stand up without a oh. fucking walker. What's going on here? <laughs> Stop doing these films. But in this it's yeah. like, all oh, right, now, yeah. now he's he's kind of matured. This is what we always wanted mm. to see. Mm. Um, so he, mm. he is definitely by far the the highlight of this series. And look, I mean, it's named after him, mm-hmm. for God's sake. So it should it's be. It's fucking name, isn't it? It's his fucking name. It's his name. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about season two. Because I woke up this morning, very bleary, bleary-eyed recording this, um, 
Hayden and Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Wan, Ewan, have both said that uh, they want a season two. Mm. Now, uh, uh, with Reva being alive, that's such a loose end for the fucking show, like for the story of Luke. Like, no one else can know about Luke. You know what I mean? You can't have yeah. Reva. She's nowhere near strong enough to be fucking going around the galaxy and then getting caught by the Empire and getting interrogated. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not possible. So they've got a loose end there. I will say that there's some fantastic stuff with Obi-Wan and Darth Maul in the animated series, which yeah, could uh, uh, very, like, very much be done because that is awesome. Like, the they, time, fight, time they fight again wise, Tatooine. Timeline-wise, it's now out, isn't it? I, you know what? Uh, you're the res. Yeah, I think technically that would have happened. You're the resident Star Wars expert. So well, yeah, because so so yeah, no, don't judgment. say that. Um, <laughs> no, so so this series is set what like ten years after um, T- Revenge of the Sith. Ten years bef- and ten years before A New Hope is my understanding. Because um, I I read up on this when, when this series was first announced and they were talking about cutting out Darth Maul. Mm. Um, I did read a bit mm. saying that timeline-wise, this is after the whole Darth Maul thing, which would actually really annoy me. Um, um, that, but, uh, if it feels, yeah, it feels like they could rework it. I mean, Disney always do that. They wanted canon. to, didn't they? they sort of you know, I mean, he, he Darth mm. Maul is in, he's in Solo, so they were clearly going to use him. And and when they first announced this series, everyone assumed that that was they were going to use the whole. Um, animated mm. series as as the uh, as the setting, mm. but mm. Um, yeah, I mean, he was cut for some reason. You know, drugs probably. Um, cut, he's not. Would you say drugs. he was cut in half? He was cut. Oh, cut in half, really, wouldn't he? They cut, they cut him in half. Yeah, so cut him in half. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I I agree. It's um, maybe they bottled it. Maybe they were like, we can't have a series one where it's Darth Maul, and then have a series two when it's Darth Vader. Because everyone would just be like, "Can you just get to Darth Vader, please?" Yeah, my my thing is with the season two is like, it this has done such a nice job of filling a gap which didn't need filling at all, but now sort of has filled it and it's tied a bow on it and it makes sense. Like everything mm. canonically makes sense now. Like Leia and Obi Wan, which we haven't touched on, I think now have a beautiful relationship. One I actually think is very special. Um, I thought she was a fantastic addition, young Leia. Um, I think the casting was very good. She's very charming, um, disarming, um, and um, not really, you know, I I thought she'd be more annoying when I first saw what was going on, but she just didn't annoy me. She just charmed me. Um, (laughs) So I love the fact that they've got a little relationship now, and it gives such... I watched A New Hope recently, as I was saying, and it just gives a little bit of context to, you know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, your only hope. Yeah, um, that's a be- beautiful thing. Um, it it did feel like that is the last time that she would have seen him. That that's how it. Yes, it, it didn't, it didn't yes. feel like it was going to be like I'll uh, I'll ask you again for help in a year's time. Like, exactly right, and yeah. and they have that they have that line in there where you know Obi Wan says if you need any more help, just let me know, mm. which is kind of like they put that in there to to get to a season two. <laughs> But I love the Leia and, and, and Obi-Wan stuff, man. And like that make, gives that such great context, that relationship. And then also him. Oh, I'll tell you what, John, I'll have to talk about this. 
in the auditorium when he says hello there to Luke. Oh my god, the, yeah, I bet the it went off. applause. Yeah. It went fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean I look, it's, to Gaz, I said, it's fan I said, service I, like you wouldn't believe the last yeah, episode. Yeah. Oh my oh my god. I turned to Gaz and went, I reckon John fucking hated that moment. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I didn't. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, because that's it's nice. that is that is what he would say. Like that that's that's fine. Mm. Hello there. Yeah. I um, absolutely I loved it and yeah, um, it was good. Was clapping like a seal in the auditorium, um, so that was good. But I, I I think like the relationship with Luke's now makes sense because he knows about who Ben Kenobi is mm. in A New Hope, and it also you can't have another showdown with Darth and Obi Wan because I'm telling you now, and I've been surprised, but before obviously, but they can't top what they just did. Like there's no way. There's no mm. way. No. Like it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Like in a new hope, Darth even says, like, the last time we met, I was the student, you know, and you were the master. Now I'm the master. And that feeds into all the flashbacks we had with them fighting during the Clone Wars in this ep- in the previous episode, mm. where he said, you know, your need for victory blinds you, Anakin. Like and it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so it makes perfect sense. It all ties in canonically. They, they they can't do a season two, even though I guarantee that after that finale, which is getting rave reviews, by the way, um, that Disney will be just like salivating at the fucking mouth, thinking, oh, the actors want to come back and, um, you know, uh, everyone fucking love that. Let's just do that again. It's like, no, you can't do that again. You've got to just leave it now. It's beautiful. Well, look, uh, may, I mean, maybe maybe like, uh, maybe know. they'll go right. What it is is um, let's uh, let's have Obi Wan meet um, a woman that doesn't die, and then she has his oh. kid, and then we can just in one of the in so, the Mandalorian right. season four, Grogu can yeah. be learning alongside Obi Wan's fucking grandson or something. Oh my god, Benji. Yeah. Well, Benji you know, Kenobi. I, that's a good name, that. Yeah, it's a good name, that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them because mm. you know they do love a lovable, you know, uh, childlike character like Leia Grogu. Um, but no, there's no, there's no way, there's no way, there's no Ray, there's no Ray. They'll do oh. that. Um, remember when? Remember when they thought Ray was going to be Obi Wan's kid? That that originally, you know, was actually a storyline, but they cut it. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, makes well, perfect I mean, sense. Better than Palpatine's. They, Jesus. Spoiler well, warning for anyone you know, that's not just, seen. <laughs> yeah. Quick, yeah. quick tangent. Like awful. they, awful. they. I read stuff recently where Disney literally didn't have. They had no idea where that trilogy was going, and they just changed their mind every well, five minutes. Yes. There was a time when it was Obi Wan's kid. There was a time when it was, uh, you know, conceived like Anakin was out of nowhere, even though. Canonically, now it's believed that, and there is a reference to this in the comics, which you'll see that uh, Anakin was created by Palpatine. Um, yeah, okay, which fine. Is an inter- is very interesting, um, and maybe warrants discussion in a future show. But uh, anyway, we digress. Um, thanks, John. <laughs> that was um, a fun sort of canonical Star Wars. Chat yeah, look, and, this, and uh, is, I uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that it was six episodes. Like, um, I can't remember the last time that I saw something that was as 
kind of big budget as this and mm-hmm. something that people have been looking mm-hmm. forward to as long as this that was six episodes. I mean, I, I might mm-hmm. be wrong. It just feels mm-hmm. like it was quite short for a series. Um, but the but the but the right length because fucking you know, they didn't have much else to cover. Let's be honest. Um, before before we go, I mean, we've got a got to talk about Qui Gon. So ah, what did you make of that? Yes. Uh, I said to Gaz before we even started the screening, I was like, Qui Gon has to appear in this series because he keeps that yep. they were some of my well, favorite. He started he started he started moments. the series with it, didn't he? Started the series with the hello, yep. you, uh, hello, you there? Leaving in voicemails yep. and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, and I love those scenes. I love those scenes, John, because they give that element of hopelessness mm. to Obi Wan, um, and it gives you the impression that he's not actually spoken to Qui Gon at the end of Revenge. You know, <laughs> more trading for you, have I, Obi Wan? Mm. He says, you know, I've got his your number. old master has come yeah. back. Yeah, got his number. You just need to learn how to use the phone, the force phone. Um, and uh, I was like, we have to see him. We have to see him. Uh, it was brilliant to get Liam Neeson back. There was a moment when he had his back to the screen and I was like, he's got to turn around. Fuck me. If he doesn't turn around, I'm going to lose my fucking marbles. Um, and he turned around and the auditorium went fucking. They were like people foaming at the mouth. There was someone who... Uh, fucking uh, Tuscan Raider jumped up and went, uh, 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 you know, fucking everyone's going crazy. Um, <laughs> um, Wouldn't so, even surprise yeah, I was me. buzzing, mate. Yeah, I was buzzing, mate. Um, what did you make of his dialogue? It's a bit random, yeah. wasn't it? It was a bit shit, but I think it was I think shit. Okay, I was so yeah, that's, that's probably. I was a... so blood. Yeah, I was really disappointed yeah, it wasn't with the good. dialogue. It was piss poor. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Come along. Yeah. We've got a long ways to go. We've got a long ways to go. I was like, eh, it's a bit weird. Where are you going? Um, yeah. Oh, I've not going, seen mate? you in ages, mate. Hut. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. What's it like no, over there? It was... Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Piss poor. Unbe- unbelievable. But anyway, I, I, it was great to see him, you know? It was really good to see him, and 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 I'm happy that we. Got we to, we it's, always it's knew cameo. he was going to turn up. Like when the season started, everyone was like, "He's definitely turning up," and he was asked about it, and he was like, "I'm not that keen on doing TV," nah, nah, nah. is what he said. He said, "I'm not." He said, "I would." He said, "I'd look at it if it was a film, but I'm not interested in doing TV." And mm. as soon as he said that, you knew he was definitely going to make an appearance in this. Um, but yeah, it was uh, nice to see him. Uh, but yeah, the dialogue was rubbish. It was like a comedy for some reason. It was bizarre, really bizarre. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure talking mm. to you this morning. Um, thanks for giving me your resident Star Wars expert take on this. Uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, you can write John at imafuckingnerd.com uh, <laughs> and he will reply to you. Mm. Yeah? So. yeah. Yeah, you email that email address with all your abuse. You go for it. Mm. all right mate cheers and uh i'm sure we're going to do mando season three you know 100 percent imminent Mm. it's very close so and and listeners if you haven't seen book of boba fett fyi that's mando season 2.5 you need to watch it so go watch it now and then listen to our review okay Mm. all right thanks john uh and may the force be with you (laughs) bye yeah see ya (laughs) bye